Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose, a.k.a. Bull Scripted. And we are here after the Chicago Bulls drop one to the shorthanded Cleveland Cavaliers, 103-94. Before we get into this, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bull Scripted, following me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Goose. What happened, man? What? <laughs> that that was real not good. That's the only way I could put it. It was really not good. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Zach and Lowry both, you know, Scored the most points on the team, but they both took a lot of shots. Lowry couldn't hit a fucking three to save his life. He was aggressive. Uh, you know, he was out there dunking on Dean Wade like he's supposed to, like we'd want to see, but we didn't get enough of Patrick Williams or Wendell Carter dunking on Dean Wade and Larry Nance. We we just we didn't see it. Um Kobe showed little spurts and then he'd chuck up a three point air ball. And um, so this game fucking sucked. And I mean, and we're we're learning real quick that being an all-star doesn't mean that you're gonna get calls. You also have to be on a good basketball team. So uh what up, A Rude? Uh just so anybody listening to the podcast knows we are live right now, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Alex Rude, what is up, my man? Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, no, that game sucked. Uh no offensive flow. I feel like we're going the wrong way completely just going the wrong way uh and it, it's getting harder and harder to watch and harder and harder to talk about um we get absolutely cooked tonight by one Darius Garland I mean he didn't shoot particularly well kind of had the same stat line that Zach did essentially Except but uh he had a double double unless turnovers I believe well, he had 22 and 9 yeah 22 and 9 for him um Jared Allen played a good game <laughs> I mean everybody over there played a pretty decent game um Toro, 12-3-2 Yep. Uh, I mean, it's just no wing defenders hurts pretty bad. And the fact that it's just, there's no identity anymore on the offensive side of the ball, man. There's just, there's no identity anymore. It is literally, if Zach ain't got it going, then you are going down and that's it there. And we've seen over these last couple losses where he's kind of struggled a little bit. I mean, he's getting his points, but he's not shooting as efficient as he was. You know, and he's still not getting any damn calls. Well, right. I mean, that dude, we lived with Derrick Rose after, during an MVP year and we during the year that. after, and he got nothing. Um, we have a question here Should the Bulls go for the playoffs or trade for picks? Well, I don't know. Go get the assets, I guess. Because if anybody's for a game like that, who can you trade for picks other than Thaddeus Young right now and maybe Lowry if a team sees potential in them? Who are you getting a first-round pick for? Nobody's giving a first for Wendell Carter Jr. Kid can't hit, hold on to the basketball. Um, I don't know if you saw the trade that I proposed earlier for Otto Porter Jr. I thought it was a good one. Did it involve DeMar DeRozan? No, it involved the Oreos. The Oreos? Yeah. It was, it was a, <laughs> well, his contract has a lot more value than a lot of Oreos. He it was a lot uh, of money. It was um, the generic one. It was the generic the, Oreos. All the Oreos? For no, the wall. The worst. I want the Walmart Oreos for him. I'll take those. Whatever. There's cream and fun or some shit. The, the, the great value. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, the great value ones. Yeah, 
I mean, come on, man. Like what at this point, I don't even I don't even know what to say. Like so no, I mean, I guess to answer that question a little better is you could trade out a porter for a horrible contract and a first round pick of some kind. Um I like you could do that. You're clearly not close to where you want to be and not going to be there for a while. You have all this cap space in the offseason to to make changes if you want, but are those changes available to you in this kind of a dry free agent class that changes much of what, what you have here? And then you, you get into the conversation, well, you only got one more year of Zach Levine before you got to pay him, and he's an unrestricted free agent this time. He can walk. He can go wherever the hell he wants. You don't have no matching power you ain't got none of that it comes down to getting into this trade deadline or looking at next year's free agency as we both know the 2021 class ain't all that of nba free agency okay a lot of guys a lot of more so elite talent is locked up and even like good talent is kind of locked up you know you can find complementary pieces here and there but it's going to be nothing that's going to get you to where you kind of want to be so then you have to ask yourself build through the draft or can we trade some of the assets as this, as he was asking, you know, can you trade some, you know, something. And that's where we come down to once again, us talking about Lonzo ball, not saying that he is the savior of this team, not saying anything like that, but there was rumors this week where we were linked to him. We were linked to DeMar DeRozan. I don't know what it takes. I don't, I don't know what it takes. There was a trade centered around Thad Lowry and Sato it does not have to be all three of them in that trade. It could be centered around just one of them. I don't know, but something needs to give here because I think at this point where we're at, you know what Zach is and you know he's a very good player. I'm not going to call him elite, but he is an all-star and he earned that right. If he's your best player and you want to lock him up, get something complimentary next to him. He made the comments today that he'd like to see Thad Young stay. A lot of people put a lot of smoke behind that. We're like, well, they don't, you don't want to piss Zach off. Zach's a constant professional. When he's asked about it, what the fuck do you think he's going to say? No, trade him. Well, I mean, yeah. And then the, the flip side of that is if you trade Thad Young for a late first round pick that Zach might either not play with because it's in 2023 and Zach's contract doesn't last that long, or you trade it for a late first round pick that might not even see the rotation next year when it matters to Zach then you're sending him a bad message. But if you could flip Thad Young to a team that'll give a first to the Pelicans that then gets you Lonzo Ball, well, then you're going, here, Zach, we're getting you a guy that we plan on paying this offseason to build around you. We're getting you somebody right around your same age that has more potential and fits with you. On ball, off ball, will take some of that pressure off of you. And he's good at fucking defense. So... Uh, we're going to give you this guy, and we're going to see if this works for half the season before we pay Lonzo Ball $20 million a year. We'll give up a little value now to save ourselves and making a horrible investment blindly. Make sure you guys fit. Make sure you're happy with that decision. And then in the offseason, we'll lock him up. We'll talk about if you want to do an extension now or if you want to wait to get your max amount of money at the end of the year. And as long as the move shows Zach that, hey, man, you know the plan is to build around you, I don't think it matters who you trade. Um, I was making jokes all night. The only guys who are, aren't available for trade are the guys in the neon green shoes, and that was Zach Levine and Patrick Williams. Well, that was another thing that popped up, and I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast, but teams were calling about P-Will, and I that's just not happening right now. Not that I am attached to P-Will by any means necessary. I just I find it hard to believe that the front office that just got here would trade their first pick 
that they made no, here. You, what, you just took a, a top five pick and you're going to trade them fucking less for than what? six months after the decision? Right, like for um, what? Clearly, like, what, clearly the, what? You saw something long-term with this kid and you plan on building long-term, so no. You're definitely going to see that out. You're not going to trade that. I mean, I mean, is Jokic coming here? Are we, are we getting Jokic from Denver? Because if we're trading for an MVP caliber player, well, then, yeah. Then you can open P. Will up in the conversations. But other than that, I don't, I don't know what we're doing there. And I'm sure that's exactly what the person who answers the phone before it gets to Mark, before it gets to AK, said, uh, sorry, I, I can't even forward this call. They're just going to laugh at me. Yeah, I, I, it's just they have to do something offensively. Like Sato's good, don't get me wrong, where he's serviceable. Sato is serviceable. They just need to do something in general. This yeah. roster. Well, I, I know you've been dying for a shakeup for a long time, and, and and I would be a liar to say if I wasn't, I wasn't dying for one either. What? I'd be a damn we liar. Fucking one and a half games out of our beloved seven spot in the lottery, and one and a half games out of the eighth seed in the East. We're going to be a below 500 playoff team, or we're going to be right back where we've been the last three years. Why? Because we got the same fucking roster. Billy Donovan can only do so much with Ryan Archie Diacono, Luke Cornett, Cristiano Felicio, and these kind of players that don't belong in the NBA on your bench. You know, I like that's why I was so frustrated on draft night. We didn't take the big swing. Okay, so we're, we're not going to tank again. Uh, and we're not going to take the big swing on a, a top-end prospect when we have a high-end pick, well, we might not have another opportunity again. Um, and we just had uh, Dice say, you know, we should have taken Tyrese Halliburton, and I was completely against that, so I can't even pretend that I was on that boat. I saw his shot, and I was like, you know what? If he's the best shooter in a draft and he shoots like that, I don't know if I want to touch him, but – He's making it look like maybe we'll get a shot at Deer and Fox in the future over there in Sacramento with as good as he's played at point guard for them. Yeah, I, I mean, we're less than twenty four hours away from the deadline. I mean, we're we're close. I mean, we're, what was it like sixteen hours almost? Six, that, six, two p.m. tomorrow our time. Yeah, so, so two p.m. Central time. Yeah, uh, is sixteen and a half hours away. So, I mean, obviously something's going to happen here. I, I think um, there, where there's smoke, there's fire usually. And I know the Bulls have been rumored in trades in the past, but I'm kind of keeping out hope, you know, keeping hope that it's a I new mean, front I office. I think that's why these guys played the way they played tonight. They weren't asked to sit out because there's nothing imminent. They don't know who's going where. Uh, if, it could be anybody, you know, besides. If the that's the case, shoot. I'm going to be honest with you. If that's the case on why these guys played the way they played tonight because they're worried, I don't want them on my fucking team anyway. <sighs> that, that, I don't. I, I, get, I get exactly what you're saying. And it kind of comes back to what uh, Jokali talked about with us and what he talked about on uh, the Ball Sports Podcast is this team has no fucking dogs. Nobody that you would want in the trenches with you. The only dog we had, Chris Dunn, he hasn't played any basketball this year. So uh, as much as I loved Chris, I can't say the front office made a bad decision there. He wouldn't have impacted our season to this point anyway. But Chris Dunn was at least a fucking dog. He couldn't shoot a basketball worth of shit, but he was a dog. When the game was in crunch time, he wasn't scared. He would go at the biggest guy on the other team. It, we don't have those dogs. We have a seven-footer in Lowry who's scared to go at guys who were six foot nine. We got Wendell Carter Jr., who's 270 pounds and plays like a little poodle. Um you know, uh, Daniel Gafford shows some energy in spurts, but it's like you got to take his playing time away and threaten his NBA career to get that out of him. Uh, Zach wants it, but.
but he can't do it alone. So it's like. The thing is where we just had a comment come through from Bulls Buds. Uh, thank you for the question. But uh, Zach got all of his driving lanes cut off in the second half. <laughs> if you notice, he couldn't do anything. He, No one around him was able to hit a shot. No one around him was able to create their own shot. So they cut off anything they possibly can to the only threat that's on the court, and that's Zach Levine. That's why. And Zach's very, very good. He's a very, very good player. But when he's – I mean, literally sometimes I feel like I'm watching three-on-one when it comes to him. Uh, well, I got to be honest. I held back a tweet about Zach chucking a lot tonight because he did, and I'm sure that was the oh, definitely being, being down to the Cavaliers. Well, he it was right before he uh, you know had that awkward landing on that jumper and he was injured. I was like, damn, I can't – like criticize this dude if he just tweaked his ankle and he's going to be out for a little bit. I don't want to go there. So I, I pulled it back, but Zach tonight in the second half was playing too much hero ball. And when you're on, when you're the rest of the team, that makes it hard to, to stay in the game and get in the game because you're just watching Zach. And then he's getting mad at you when you don't catch a ball, like that out of the ball that went out of bounds and he threw it in and it hit P well in the hands. And then both still turn the ball over. There was a son of a bitch or a what the fuck or something that come out came out of Zach's mouth. And he was not pleased. Um, and then he had Kobe drive to the hole and Zach standing in the corner just scratching his face. So Zach's clearly frustrated because he is on an entirely different timeline. Um, but you can't trade Zach. You're not getting equal value for an all-star who has pending unrestricted free agency. You can't trade him anywhere he doesn't want to go. I, I seriously, I look up and down this this box score, and there's just nothing I can. Kobe White's, I mean, he had a plus ten tonight. He, he finished highest in the plus minus, but I mean, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Well, and he, but it's at least because he's in his right fucking role. And yeah, that, I, that would be nice, as if you could get Lonzo and you have Sato on this roster. As much as I'd like to move Sato to open up that extra ten million dollars in cap to pay Lonzo. If you have two good guards, we don't have to see Archie anymore. Um, I know that that's that's hurting you. He, he's not baby Kirk to you, but he's he still holds a place dear in your heart. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> God, you got me. You're mistaken. No, I, I just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, you know, you're getting shut off by a team that looked like they wanted it more tonight. And that, you know what? I, uh, to a certain extent, I, I can't say that Billy Donovan was out coached either. It's just they wanted it more. They played harder and they got into their sets. And defensively, they knew exactly who to stop and how to stop him. They were without Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, Sexton. Colin Sexton, their best player, Torian Prince, probably their best perimeter defender. Like they tried to like tank tonight, and we were like, nah, we're just gonna play down to your level. And oh shit, it's the fourth quarter. There's two minutes left. We're down 11 fucking points. Let's try to play some basketball. Sometimes I feel like this is a stealth tank I from mean, the Bulls. The, hey, man, I mean, look, we st- who did we start until the last six, seven games here? We started all rookies. We were starting one of the youngest lineups, and that's why it's been like it's – what do you? What are we doing? Um, it, it, it's a fair point, though, isn't it? Like I, I sometimes like I look, and you look at the starting lineup. The old starting lineup is the lineup that finished the goddamn game off tonight. And you know, a, guy, a center that's been benched for a veteran power forward, a uh, seven footer that's on his got a foot out the door because the team doesn't intend to pay him and they couldn't come to terms in the offseason. 
Um, you got Pat, who you can't really – you can't criticize. He's a 19-year-old kid in his rookie year um, being asked to do a lot. Well, I guess maybe he's not being asked to do enough. I just wish he'd be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, I think that uh, kind of – you're a number four pick. Show people why you're a number four pick. That's what I'm you saying. That's what, that's what I want to see. I want to see two that. Two minutes in a game, you dunked on the whole entire Cleveland city. Like, do that shit more. Yeah, it's just there is a lot of possibilities that are going into tomorrow, man. And I oh, have I no idea where tonight? they're going. No, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I mean, refreshing my Twitter like an asshole all night. My phone's going to be yelling at me all night. Two. Too many refreshes. Can't refresh. Can't refresh. Either the, exceeded refresh limit. I'm either going to do that or bother Kali all night by sending him fucking DMs or text messages asking what the hell he's here. <laughs> because I just, I, I want to know, you know, I mean, Joe, and, sh- Joe, and shout out, you mentioned it earlier in the pod. Shout out to Big Dave and Joe and that podcast they did with uh, Ball on Bulls. Um, that was, that was very good. Yeah, Dave and C-Dub always do a great show. If you guys yeah. listen to that two-part show with Joe Cowley yet, you guys should definitely check that out. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, I think Big Dave and, and, and CW do a good job. And, and with Joe on there, he was just cracking me up. You know, he he's a funny dude. For the people that, that stigma around him where people don't like him because of his sports tapes, just listen to him talk. He's, he's a funny guy. Part one was hysterical. Um, just check out the podcast if you get a chance. It's ball on bulls. Um, but, yeah, I uh, you know, I, I don't know where they're going to go here, man. And I think after, like, doesn't it feel like kind of, this going to sound stupid. It's like the calm before the storm right now that something's brewing, something's going to happen. How shitty they played tonight, Goose. I don't know how you can't. Yeah, it's bad. And how long can you keep Garpax's roster around if they're going to keep playing like this? Like, you you brought him a good coach. You brought him a supportive staff. You you, you got people in the right roles. You asked them, what do you you think you do good? All right, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. Well... I gave you the opportunity to do what you told me that you were comfortable and what you thought you were good at, and it turns out you're not so fucking good at that. So if that's what you think you're good at and we can't get you off the fact that that's what you think you're good at, then maybe we have to move on from you. Um, And I really think they have to do something. Yeah, I think that, you know, thus far into the season... AK got hired to not make moves? (laughs) I had to put... Yeah, I mean... If you would have asked us on uh, draft night if that oh, was no, the case, we got killed for complaining about not making moves. Give them time, man. We're I'm still. See what we got. I'll well, forever be salty about a it. Seven foot shooter, a point yeah. guard that's a shooting guard, and a center that's not a center. <laughs> we knew all these things. I'll I'll forever stand by my. I mean, I like Pat Will, and I shouldn't have reacted the way I did, but I still wanted Lonzo Ball more, and I still stand Lamello by that. Ball. Lamelo Ball. They're both on my mind. Balls are on my Fair enough. It. Fair enough. Lonzo's on the way here. LaMelo should have already been here. We should have just been the, the Chicago Balls. And could <laughs> have signed Angelo so he can go steal shit from the Magnificent Mile. It, the Chicago Balls, man. Um, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Well, we're bad. We just have to trim the balls. I is that what you're saying right yeah, now? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. But no, I mean, so I can I can see how you make the mistake. But yeah, nope. they're both on my mind right now because everything I look at, Bulls just trade rumor wise, is what, what, what could have been. Yeah, well, that is what should be. It's it, I'm so curious to see if this happens tonight or tomorrow. I think it has to. 
How do you change the morale in a locker room after this game? I mean, obviously, some of them aren't going to get to see the morale change. But And I mentioned this earlier on Twitter to somebody who I was talking to because they had asked about Thaddeus Young. They told me how valuable Thaddeus Young is to the team. Listen, I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I'm not saying that he's not valuable to the locker room. I'm just saying look at the results here, okay? We're 19 and 24. That's not all his fault. All right, I've got to share something with you. What's that? And I don't know if I should even share it. Oh, God. But um, our Twitter fan club put out a, a tweet that pretty much said, we need Thad Young. And I and I said, we're, we're losing to the Cavs, missing all of these guys. We don't deserve Thad Young. And uh, Thad's lovely wife like liked my post. So. Yo. <laughs> um, <laughs> the stigma will never go away. It's always shitty here. I don't get it. <laughs> you know. Um, well, no, I don't think that's that's just the honest truth. No, He's I a know. veteran in his 14th season. He just played his thousandth game. Thad Young deserves to be on the, the Boston Celtics, who are struggling just as bad as us right now, but have the talent and the you know the culture to turn that around quick enough and make something of it. He deserves to be on one of these contending teams in the last years of his career. Luckily, he'd get to make 14 million dollars a year doing it because he signed with the Bulls first before he gets traded somewhere. But if we're if we're real with ourselves, that is our second most valuable trade piece on the team. We can't trade Zach, and he's he doesn't fit. As much as he's the best player, do you want to be a below 508 seed with Thaddeus Young as your second best player? I love him. I know exactly what he does for the veteran uh, for the rookies. I, I get it. Uh, but you can replace that not entirely. You can get a different veteran come the offseason. It might not be as great of a person or player as that, but you can replace that veteran. Unfortunately, that doesn't deserve to go through all this. He should just be playing carefree basketball and winning games right now. And instead he's got to deal with, Hey man, why aren't you being more aggressive? Do you want to play basketball? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point to make. It's just his value is so high too. I think that'd be dumb not to move him. And you and you look right now where we're sitting at 19 and 24, okay? And you look at this schedule coming up. Nine of 10 are on the road. And I'm going to run through this with everybody real quick because the Bulls don't go again until Saturday. Today's Thursday, right? Or Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. So we don't go again until Saturday. San Antonio, Golden State, Phoenix, Utah, Brooklyn, Indiana, Toronto, Atlanta, Minnesota, Memphis, we play Brooklyn at the United Center. Out of all those games I just mentioned, that's the only one April 4th at the United Center. So Indy and Toronto could be mini sellers. So those games might not be as bad as they sound. I feel like there's another one in there that I heard might not be too bad, but we just lost. I think think Indiana and Toronto, Atlanta, I'm not scared of. Minnesota, I'm not scared of. But the fact is, is that... You're you're uh, you're on the road against all these fucking teams for a, a long stretch. That's a hard part of your schedule. Road schmode. We've probably played better on the road this year than we have at home. We don't. You, might, really you actually have, might. You actually might be right. We, we don't. We, you know. You don't have fan, many fans in stadiums right now either. So I mean, and that's why some teams feel like they have a better chance. They saw the Miami Heat. You know, take LeBron James and Anthony Davis to six games in a bubble. You know that kind of factor is is in here some teams might see a, a championship worth trying to steal so um if you can get top dollar for thad young what well, uh-oh 
we're ten and eight away, and we're not, and we're uh, nine and sixteen at home. Yeah, so we're we're better on the road. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, that's good. When we sleep shit. in our own bed, we suck. When we get to sleep in the hotel, we're great. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 not great. And obviously, you, we'd probably have to break it down further to good teams, bad teams, and why those records are what they are too. But it's not like we beat many good teams. I think the stat on the NBCS Bulls Talk podcast last night was we beat three teams at the time of facing them that were. Over five hundred, three. Well, I mean, how <laughs> how depressing? Well, we play San Antonio next. Um, we just dropped a game to them. How does that sound? That was the team that I wasn't too worried about, and then I remembered we dropped a game to them without Demar and Lamarcus anyway. Yeah, and we play them next. What are you expecting? Not out of this game necessarily with them, but what are you expecting going into tomorrow? Because if they do make a move, you know, usually we do our post games, but we will be live tomorrow if they make a move for sure. Right. Maybe even if they don't. So the, the last tweet that I saw, I mean, it's from fucking Legion Hoops, and I don't really know how much I can trust Legion Hoops. But essentially what they said was the Pelicans are looking to dump Steven Adams or Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. If you're going to pay me Lonzo Ball and a first-round pick, to swap Wendell or Lowry and Otto Porter Jr. for Lonzo and Steven Adams, I'm doing that. You're, you're, you're paying me to fix my biggest problems right now. That, to me, is, is the most ideal scenario that I'm hearing out there. And, yes, Steven Adams makes $17 million for the next two seasons, but he just got paid that because of what he did in Billy Donovan's system the year before before he got traded to New Orleans. He was with Billy in OKC. So Billy just got him paid. He knows Billy's system. If that's the negative contract that I have to take on for two years at $17 million, fuck it. Give it to me. Bring Lonzo with. Let's let's try to do something. I'm all right making a push, but it, it's got to make sense. And to me, that's a move that would make sense. So at that point, you would be looking at what? Ball, Levine. Ball, Sato, Levine, Kobe, Pat, Temple, Lowry, Thad, or Thad is a starter, no Lowry with Pat, you know, filling in there. Uh, and then Adams. Adams and maybe Wendell if you didn't trade him instead of Lowry. Right. Yeah, I, I, I would do that so fucking quick it's not even funny. No, exactly. And when I saw it, I was like, all right, I want to believe you, Legion Hoops. But at the same fucking, that sounds too good to be true. You're going to. I've been hurt too many times. Exactly. You're going <laughs> to pay me to fix my two biggest problems just because you fucked up and paid this guy too much money? Um, Cool. Let's do it. I, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, though. Like, I, when they were playing their, like, good little stretch of basketball, I was like, okay, there's a. A corner being turned It's not like we don't have talent. And I get we sound super down on this show right now. But we do have talent. But it's just, it don't work together. And everybody's too comfortable here. You've you've had a whole regime change. Or maybe it's the fact that they're uncomfortable. Maybe they know that these moves have to be coming because these new guys are here. And they can tell them to their face, hey, I like you. You're good. I like you. But they know that they're secretly plotting against them. Yeah. 
So, I mean, gun to your head right now is a move made tonight or tomorrow before the deadline, whatever. Yes, in the next 16 hours or whatever it is that we have left, the Bulls do fucking something. Whether it's shipping Thad Young off because they don't feel like they should compete and they would prefer, you know, the assets and further evaluation of Wendell Carter before they have to make greater decisions this offseason. Um, cool. But they do something. Yes, the Bulls make a fucking move after this disaster of the game. I so badly want to agree with you, but I've been hurt don't so think, many times. What you, what, you think Pax, Mr. Advisor Man, is calling AK going, stay the course? <laughs> I think Pax went to go try and choke out AK like he did Vinny Del Negro, and AK's actually unconscious somewhere well, right you know, now. Gar's and- in New Orleans, right? So we're, we're literally trying to send Gar... Oh uh, shit! Yes, we're trying to send a team that has Gar Foreman in. It's there. like Gar, you drafted Lowry, okay? You like him. Trying to Take send him, him his own damaged goods. Yeah, You're trying to send him his own fucking damaged goods for Lonzo Ball. <laughs> fix him. You could fix him. He played great when you were here. Besides, when you hired Boylan, go ahead. Come on, Hutch and OPJ should be enough. Send Adams and Lonzo over this way. Hutch is your golden boy. You, you promised, promised he did. He did promise Hutch he would he play you for promised him. him. Play. Now Hutch isn't playing and he's he's losing it. So you gotta you gotta save him. I read a rumor that Hutch wouldn't play for anybody but Gar Foreman. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's, oh Lord. Yeah, I don't know, man. I hope something happens, but I'm like, I'm I can't say it's going to because I, I'm gonna be up on my phone all night just scrolling. I don't know. I mean, we'll probably end the show. We might sit on here for a while. And I might just, we might just have to wait. Once the West Coast games are over, I feel like there might be some madness. I feel like every night, the night of the deadline, I go to go to bed and Woj gets leaked the trade that's not supposed to come out until the morning. Like, it's done. They're going to sleep. They just got to, you know, fucking finish signing the shit and finalize it. But it's it's done. And Woj tweets it out while everybody's half asleep at 2 a.m. in the morning. We read it. We start freaking out. Nobody wants to go to work. And, you know, then it's a domino effect and every, everything just starts popping off left and right. <laughs> you remember when, um, oh, God, it was it was Harrison Barnes was playing for Dallas, I think it was at the time. And he uh, he got traded and, like, he was sitting on the bench and it just said, traded from here to Sacramento or whatever the fuck it was, I think, was that trade back then. That is what I thought was going to keep happening every time Lowry went to the bench tonight. See, in the fourth quarter, when we were getting our ass kicked, he was actually on the court, but I, like, looked, and I was looking around, I didn't see him for whatever reason, and I was like, shit, they're not going to play him in the fourth. He's he's, he's gone. (laughs) And then I saw him, and I was like, all right, you're safe. I, I feel like we're dogging them, and I, I don't want to dog them. I, I'm a I, I'm a Lowry stan. I like Lowry. It no, just I mean, it doesn't you know, work. I'm I'm one of the biggest Lowry defenders online too because I do think he gets a bad rap. He's he's a catch and shoot player who's never had a point guard. Um, and playing with Zach Levine isn't the easiest. I mean, I, we got to be honest here. Um, that's that's kind of the common denominator in some of our issues. Zach is great, but. If he's not scoring efficiently at a historic rate like he did earlier in the season, sometimes his shot selection hurts you more than it helps you. Um, so I love Zach. Um, 
and I love Lowry, but their their fit together is horrible without any other defense on the team. You cannot have zero perimeter defense, zero point guard, and zero center and expect Zach Levine and Lowry Markkinen to come out on a nightly basis and win games for you. It's fucking – that's not going to happen. Everything sucks and everything's on fire. It is, man. I mean, and that's, that's why we wanted moves in the offseason and we got killed for it. It's because, like, I feel like we just – we wasted time. We wasted value. At least in the offseason, you're trading Lowry with a full year. You haven't told the world that you don't intend on not paying him yet. You could have traded him for somebody that you wanted, like, on the draft board in the late teens or early 20s of the most questionable, um, lacking information draft in the fucking history of technology. Like, <laughs> you had all this shit, and we did nothing. Um, and no, not necessarily dice. Just to answer your question, if a trade was going to happen, would it have been done today? Why risk an injury of a player? Sometimes you want to build stock. Well, and sometimes you don't want to tip your hand either. Like right. if, if you're saying you're not going to trade that young, but then you sit that young the last three games before the trade deadline, well, then you're probably a seller on that young. Ron just put should have traded Wendell for a, the Warriors pick and got Lamelo. Don't say that too loud no, because hey, that might make you that might make you an idiot. So Kevin O'Connor was lying. Um, that was never actually a rumor. The Bulls don't leak anything, so we would never know about that, even if it was uh, Golden State that released it because they were trying to build value for their draft pick. But we'd never know either way. So. And I, I have on pretty good authority that it's very tight. I, I would have, I, I would have traded Lowry Markin into. So that's it wasn't even just Wendell. I would have traded Lowry on draft night to move up for Lamelo. That that wasn't an issue. Trading anybody but Zach Levine to move up for Lamelo was was cool with me. Um, no, I mean something's got to happen, dude. Yeah, well, it's gonna have to because I mean the the offense is like I said, the defense has been shit all year. The offense has completely derailed, you know, turnovers upon turnovers. They need somebody to help them get into the sets. And I, I just need to stop looking at what I'm looking at on my TV right now. Wendell Carter, turn your TV on. He looks so defeated. It's unreal. But I, I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah, it, it's just crazy. But I don't have anything else, man. I know we really didn't break down. Well, we did break down the game. But, you know, usually we do more of an in-depth post game. But with the trade deadline coming up like this and this game sucking ass, I really didn't want to talk about it. No, I mean, the, the only thing that this game proved is that if you're being a buyer, you got to buy a lot. Or if you're buying, it, it better be a buy that also is aimed at the long-term picture, which Lonzo would fit. And uh, Steven Adams' contract that gets you Lonzo in some kind of draft asset would also fit that because you're not competing in the next two years anyway. So what the fuck does paying Steven Adams $17 million matter? Uh, you got to figure out the the base foundation of what you're trying to build here. And right now, uh, we just have Zach Levine and Patrick Williams, and who knows how they truly feel about Zach Levine. Definitely agree with you, and definitely agree with you, Alex. Thank you for uh, validating my opinion there and not wanting to talk about the game. <laughs> um, everybody, if you are into betting, just real quick here, if you're into betting, go to betrivers.com, use promo code on tap. They'll match up to $250 of your first deposit. BetRivers.com, promo code on tap. Use that if you're a big better guy. Just that's all. Don't bet on the Bulls, even if they're playing yeah. the Cavs, because that might be a bad investment. You're going to have a bad time if you do that. 
That's all I got for the rest of the night. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, listen to us, five-star rating and review. Next game against San Antonio on Saturday, but we might be back. If the Bulls make a move, shit, we might. If we, they make a move when I'm laying down. Be back in I'll, an hour. Yeah, I'll be back. Of course. Yeah, I'll be back. You know, I mean, and the great thing about this this extended period is uh, half of our team has time to pack their bags to move to a new state. <laughs> oh, Wednesday to Saturday, man. Just just get ready. It's very plenty true. of time to pack your bachelor bags. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, we might be back tomorrow. We might not be back tomorrow. It just depends on how this trade deadline goes. Fingers crossed. Let's go, Bulls.